Hi, um, welcome to Johnny's Podcast. This is the first time I've done a podcast, so I'm pretty new to this. Um, you know, I've uh, grown up not so good in life, you know, had the bad times. Um, lost my mum two years ago, the day I got baptised, so it strengthened my belief in God. Um, because it was the same time that she um, passed away was the same time I was speaking about her up on stage so um, I found comfort in the passing of my mum in that way knowing that she's with God Um, you know um, I'm a furniture painter here in Dunedin and in New Zealand Um, so you know uh, being been battling addictions my whole life and um, God's worked miracles in my life at some point um, so you know by the grace of God people from terrible backgrounds can change um, so if anyone out there is listening struggling and um, with their faith or with um how else did I put it, you know, just struggling in general, that they can find comfort in places, and they can turn around, you know, Um, especially with addictions, you know, I battled um, some heavy, heavy demons in my life, so, um, something I always quoted though, um, from Philippians 4.13 was, I can do all for anything through Christ who strengthens me um, so that is Philippians 4.13 that's the quote from the Bible um, so this episode today I, I'm thinking that we'll read a, I don't know um, from the book of John um, so yeah I hope you enjoyed today's reading and um, hopefully there's more to come and I hope that some people can find comfort in what I'm saying. So um, I'm going to read um, chapter 1 of the Apostle John, um, date written around AD 90. So here we go. Prologue, Christ, the internal word. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the word already existed the word was with God and the word was God he existed in the beginning with God God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe. Because of his testimony, John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to this tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world did not, the world did not recognize him. He came to his own people and and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, 
He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. The Testimony of John the Baptist This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you? they asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet? We are expecting. No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, Clear the way for the Lord's coming. Then the Pharisees, who had been sent, asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows him, follows mine, <clears throat> I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. Jesus, the Lamb of God. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards, toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he is the one I was talking about. When I said, a man is coming after me, who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but then, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. This happened to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples as Jesus walked by John walked by John looked at him and declared look there is the Lamb of God 
When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus, looking intently at Simon. Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day Jesus came to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida. Bethsaida. Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth explained exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied as they approached Jesus. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will see. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is in the stairway between heaven and earth. Well, that was um, John chapter 1. There's some good... Um, quotes from Jesus in that um, fact is that he is faithful and loving and he, he is just he's just as amazing if, if you believe his word and you follow his word good things will come of it well um, that's today's reading guys um, I hope you enjoyed it um there will be more to follow. Um, so tune in next time for episode two of Johnny's podcast. Thank you and God bless. Hi guys, welcome back to Johnny's podcast. As yesterday we um, looked at the Gospel of John and I told you a little bit about myself. Um, we only did chapter 1 of uh, John, the book, the Gospel of John. So today we're going to get right into this on chapter 2, the wedding of Cana. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. 
and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told his servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus, the servant, Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been, had been filled, he said, now dip some and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, Though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone had, has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. The miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. After the wedding, he went to Capernaum for a few days with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifice. He also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money. Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple. He drove out the sheep and cattle, scattered the money changers, coins over the floor, and turned over their tablets. Tables, sorry. Then going to the people and sold doves, he told them, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. When his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures, passion for God, God's house, will consume me. But the Jewish leaders demanded, What are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. What they exclaimed, it has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you can rebuild it in three days. But when Jesus said this temple, he meant his own body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. Because of the miraculous signs Jesus did in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration, many began to trust him. But Jesus did not trust them because he knew all about the people. No one needed to tell him about human nature, for he knew what was in each person's heart. 
Well, that was chapter two, guys. Um, let's talk about this for a minute. The fact is that Jesus knows what's in everyone's heart. My opinion, and from what I get out of that word, is that whether you got a bad heart or bad intentions or good intentions, Jesus will always know deep down what you want. Like for me, I've done bad things, but deep down I had a good heart, and Jesus knew that. God knew that. And um, so you can be lost, but as Jesus can turn wine into water, he can change people's way of thinking. For a little bit of prayer and grace, we can all find comfort in God's word if we just believe and have a little bit of faith. I am actually going to go on to chapter 3 now, guys. And here we go. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us your miraculous signs, uh, evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So that he surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. How are these things possible, Nicodemus says, asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish leader, and yet you don't understand these things? I assure you, we'll tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven, and as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. For not believing in God's one and only son, and the judgment is based on this fact, God's light came into the world 
but people love the darkness more than the light of the actions were evil for their actions were evil all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants when Jesus and his disciples left Jerusalem and went into the Judean countryside Jesus spent some time with them there baptizing people at this time John the Baptist was baptizing in Ananias Salim because there was plenty of water there and people kept coming to him for baptism this was because John uh, this was before John was thrown into prison a debate broke out between John's disciples and a certain Jew over ceremonial cleansing so John's disciples came to him and said Rabbi the man you meant on the other side of the Jordan River the one you identified as the Messiah is also baptizing people and everybody is going to him instead of coming to us John replied no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven you yourself know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah I am only here to prepare the way for him it is the bridegroom who marries the bride and the bridegroom's friend who is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows therefore I am filled with joy at the, his success he becomes he must become greater and greater and I must become less and less he has come from above and is greater than anyone else we are of the earth and we speak of earthly things but he has come from heaven and is and is greater than anyone else he testifies about what he has seen and heard but how few believe what he tells them anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true for he is sent by God he speaks God's words for God gives him the spirit without limit the father loves his son and has put everything into his hands and anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life that remains under God's angry judgment well a couple good things in those scriptures the fact is that no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born again by the water of the spirit which is a baptism in my, my eyes too I've been baptised in the water and spirit so I can enter the kingdom of God and God the fact that God gave his one and only sons for our sins and that people don't want their sins to be exposed if you confess to the higher power of Jesus Christ himself your sins you'll be forgiven and you surely can be reborn again on your journey to be God good Christian alright that's um, 
episode two, day two of um, Johnny's uh, podcast and the Book of John. Um, I hope that you've enjoyed it and um, I pray that anyone who's listening to this is going to find comfort in these words. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.